Hello, and welcome to Getting Goosebumps, the podcast where we venture into the spine-tingling worlds of R.L. Stein. My name is Stacy, And I'm definitely human. My name is Allison. Mm, hello, I'm Mickey. And today we are going to talk about Stay Out of the Basement. We are on the second reboot of our podcast, so we have covered this before, if you've listened, but we decided to do it uh, over again just for the good times. So we have all read this book previously, but it's it's been a few years now, I think. So uh, it, I think there were still some surprises in store for us. Um, I'm going to start by giving a summary that we've written of the book, just so that everyone is up to speed with what this is about. Spoilers ahead if you have not read it, but going forward, take the time, read the book, catch up with us, and then we can chat. All right, stay out of the basement. Margaret Brewer and her brother Casey are two happy kids with a loving family. Their father, a botanist who was recently fired from his job, spends most of his time in the basement experimenting on secret projects. Margaret and Casey attempt to go down into the basement one day, and they're met with the angry shout of their father, warning them to stay out of the basement. They notice one of his hands is wounded and bloodied. Their mother must leave on a sudden trip to visit her ailing sister in the hospital and will be gone for an undetermined amount of time. Their father drives their mother to the airport, and that's when Margaret, Casey, and their friend Diane all take the opportunity to go down to the basement, defying their father's warning. The basement is overrun with exotic and unfamiliar plant life, some of which is bearing strange-looking fruits. The basement has become a greenhouse. The kids all start to hear breathing, and one of the plants seems to be reaching towards them. They flee just as their father is coming home. But this isn't the last time they go down into the basement. They find reasons to go down there again and again, and sometimes the plants are moving, and one time a large plant actually grabs onto them. One of these trips, their father catches them, and he calms their fears by telling them he can't yet reveal what's going on down there, but that one day he will. But as the days go on, Margaret and Casey start to notice strange things about their father. His blood is green now, and he's eating the plant food from under the kitchen sink. He even has leaves growing out of his head instead of hair. One night, they check his bed and find it covered in dirt and crawling worms. And most concerning, Dr. Brewer's previous boss, Mr. Martinez, goes into the basement and never comes out. When their father must leave to retrieve the returning Mrs. Brewer from the airport, the kids go down one final time into the basement and find a man locked in a cabinet. It's their father. The other father returns, and now the two must convince Margaret who the real one is. In a gruesome end, Margaret discovers which of the two is her real dad, handing him the axe to bring about the demise of the other. Very dun, dun, dun. thrilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we didn't go into too many specifics in the summary so that we could chat a little bit about them now. Yeah. Uh, but let's start let's start with the cover let's start with the actual book before we dive into this spectacular spectacular adventure this is my favorite cover of all the covers it's beautiful i love this one so good and i'm pretty sure we discovered that this is like a different artist than every other cover i think didn't we figure that out last time like this is i don't remember oh yeah you're right it's jim Thiessen. Mm -hmm. oh it's gorgeous I I like how simple it is. It's just it's oh sorry, were you about to describe it? <laughs> I was, but if you're Go going ahead. to that well, okay, all right. It is very simple, as Mickey said. It's just a green 
uh, leafy plant-like hand, the, some sort of humanoid plant person, reaching out from a slowly opening door and gripping the door right above the doorknob. And like, there's so much detail to the hand and you can see the tendons and there's leaves sprouting off of it. And you can see each individual fold of a leaf and the fingernails on this plant hand are like discolored. And like, they have those strange lines on them that um, usually either means, well, visually it's just supposed to denote something strange and and evil but usually like is malnutrition and uh like infection oh the hand looks like it's glistening like it's sweaty oh it's so good it's so good it's very much like swamp thing it's yes more, it's more like adult comic book style than children's mm-hmm. books. Oh, yeah it's- i like that because the composition is so simple and it's also all on like a dutch angle which is fun but it's literally just a close-up of an ajar door with a hand grabbing the door. Mm-hmm. That is that is the whole composition. But because it's so simple and, like, you know, the, the doorknob's a little detailed and there's shading and everything. But, like, he really, really went in on the detail on the hand and it's so effective. It's mm-hmm. so good. I love it. The knuckles are tinged red. Which, mm-hmm. I don't know, makes me think of blood. Maybe it is supposed to anyway, but it makes me think of blood. And, like, uh, it's just, it's so, like, eerie. And I just, I love this cover. It's such a good cover, guys! Yep, it's good. Nice. We approve, <laughs> then. Yes. Yes, okay. definitely. Alright, so let's get started with the book. We have our cast of characters. Uh, Casey, Margaret, uh, Dr. Brewer. His name is Michael. He's a botanist. His wife, Mrs. Brewer. Um, and we also have Mr. Martinez, who is the department head at um, Polytech, where the dad worked. They moved out to California so that Dr. Brewer could take this new job. Uh, and then he was recently fired from this job and has now been spending all of his time at home in the basement, where he had lots of equipment delivered uh, to go downstairs and has made it very clear that the kids are not supposed to go down there. He was fired for doing strange experiments at work. Oh, can I say a little something that I appreciate yeah. about the beginning of this book, about the no. setup? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I So the last book, a lot of it ended up really, really revolving around the fact that the family was moving, which, like, mm-hmm. you know, was partially because of the plot, but I don't know. I... It got a little boring to me. Um, Mm -hmm. This one sums up perfectly that they're in California. They're not from California because the kids are playing outside and thinking about how it's the middle of winter and they're outside in t-shirts. And it just gets summed up so quickly. And in a few sentences, you learn everything you need to know about their situation. Like they've been in California for a little while moved out there for their dad's job. He lost his job. Now he's at home driving everybody nuts, including himself, because he has to work from home. And it just is so succinctly and like subtly explained without having to spend like three chapters talking about the fact that, oh, we're from another state and now we're in this state and here's all the things that are different here. This Um, house has wind coming in from this window, but not (laughs) that window. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, not that that was like horrible about the first book, but I just, it was just something I noticed while I was reading and I really appreciated it. 
yeah. so we could get into the good stuff faster. Well, I feel like in the first book, not not to like harp on it, it was just to kind of it was just purely to sim- signify that like this is all different and new, and we have no idea what's going on, and everything is new because we moved, or mm-hmm. everything is new because something really messed up is happening. Whereas in this book, it's mm-hmm. more like this is our home and we are safe here. But wait, are we? Right. And I, I, I only just thought of that now as you were talking about that. But That was brilliant. Good job. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> nice. Okay, so uh, after the initial setup, we move on to, I'm assuming, the next day, next few days, soon after. It's goose um, time. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is time in goose Time books? does pass quite a, quite a bit in this book, more than I thought mm. it did. Um, so the mom's sister goes into the hospital and she needs to go to Tucson to see her. So the dad takes her to the hospital. Uh, while he's away, the kids are home w- along with their friend Diane, kid up the street, I guess. Um, A new who, friend. Who they very much specify loves math and science. So she really wants to go into the basement because I guess she's nerdy. I don't know. She wants to know what the dad is doing down there. So they sneak down to the basement. And I think this was one of my favorite parts of the book, where they actually start to describe the basement. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Um, there's hot and steamy air. There's a buzz of electronics. It feels like a rainforest. Um, there's tos- dozens of tall plants, thick-stalked, broad leaves, leafy vines, tree-like with tendrils, fragile ver- ferns, um, and then gnarled roots. And then there's like fruits growing as well they they definitely talk about tomatoes and and some other fruits going on down there Mm -hmm. Um, it's just very descriptive descriptive enough that you get a great picture of this basement Uh, but the basement is also kind of creepy because the kids start to hear breathing they think they hear breathing Uh, they also find two glass cabinets sort of like phone booths at the back of the the basement um, and then they hear like a low, sad moan. Um, a tall tree-like plant sighs and reaches for them with its tendrils. Uh, and then they leave the basement. Oh, but... don't don't forget that Casey fe- he throws his shirt off while he's down there. Yeah, that's, that's right. Getting important to. plot point. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Casey just, has left his t-shirt down there because he took it off because it's so warm. Just throws so, it to the floor. <laughs> as you do. Yeah, yeah. You feel a little warm, you rip your shirt off. And you just chuck it to the ground, yeah. It's a but thing they, we all do. Yeah. They only realize he's left it down there because their dad pulls in. And he's, he's suddenly... Like, oh, no, I'm naked. Oh, no. <laughs> so I only just realized now you can see my rippling peck. <laughs> This isn't really implied in the writing at all, but do you think he did it because his sister's friend was there? Well, Diane does say, what a bod. Yeah, she like jokes (laughs) as soon as he takes his shirt off. She's like, cool bod, dude. He's he's like waiting for the chance to like tear his shirt off. How old is he? Isn't he like 11? 11. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. His, uh... (laughs) I don't but think it's implied also... in the writing at all, but I just like <laughs> to think that in my own private. <laughs> Look at my pale potato stick arms, yeah. Diane. Don't yeah. they fill you with woo? <laughs> Forget about your math and science. I, yeah. I, I can show you an equation. You plus me equals love. 
Um, but this is actually, this book is written not in the first person. This Ugh. is written in third person and we switch. We got yes. to switch from like, I love following that. I love Margaret that. to following Casey in the basement. Um, because Casey is grabbed by the tendrils in the basement. Um, and, and Margaret like doesn't hear from him and she freaks out. So she runs down there because she realizes she has to save him. He's not answering. Dad is coming. Oh my God. Um, so she goes down and frees him. But of course... Dad is waiting at the top of the stairs. Thankfully, though, he's not mad. He's just disappointed. And they genuinely say, Dad, we just want to know what you're doing down there. We're concerned. You're down there all the time. We're, we're interested. We miss you. That's yeah. kind of the stance they take, and I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys think of the basement? Uh, did you have I any... wanted to see it so bad. Uh, yeah. yeah. I loved the description. Descri- it was, like, so fun to read the description mm-hmm. and, like, picture actually picture it well it's like because at first it looked kind of normal uh, other than the fact that what they said like four to five weeks is how long he had been growing stuff so now we have like a full tree in five weeks but right yeah diane says oh he grew all he really grew all this in four or five weeks yeah and which is crazy that's how plants work (laughs) so yeah so you get the idea it's like okay well something is a little bit off yeah and then they start uh diane goes over to one of the tomato plants i think it is and she's like "Ooh, feel this and she says that the the leaves or maybe it's a fern it's hard to keep track of all the plants but yeah it was not a fern based on the description okay just fyi i'm a plant lady (laughs) it's not a fern well she says that this undetermined plant had leaves that felt like glass Yes. Like they were so smooth, they felt like glass. And I'm like, oh, that's an, that's strange. And I just like the the more that they this is before they even hear the breathing, but that the more they like explore, the stranger it feels. I really, really loved that. I also, as a plant lover, appreciate that before they went down into the basement, Margaret was like, okay, we can go down and look, but you can't touch anything. And then Diane gets down there and she's like, I'm gonna touch all of these. <laughs> because that's how I am with plants too. I lo- I'm very tactile. I mm-hmm. love touching everything when I'm in a plant zone. It must be a very large basement. That's all I could think too. It must yeah, be it's yeah. gotta be because there ends up being a closet. There's two glass telephone booths down there. <laughs> yeah, right. Whole, yeah, there's a whole ping pong table somewhere in the leafy greens. Right. The other interesting thing about the description of the basement is that in the book, it's very emphasized. And I understand later when we watch the television version, it is not lit this way. But in the book, it's described how bright it is down there because he's got to have all of these grow lights going constantly. Um, That is really kind of exciting and interesting to set up a spooky area. You know what I mean? Like, it's so bright and so well lit, but it's also so full of plants that they sort of can't see everything all at once. Yeah. It's cool. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. I like that idea more than the the green, although it does, like you said, it It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. In the show, the the white light. Yeah. That adds a different kind of creep factor. Yeah. Yeah. Like sterile, sterile plant zone. I don't know. So you so you still know it's a lab. It's not like a greenhouse. Yeah. It's not like a beautiful, uh, lush, comforting thing. It's sort of 
there's it's it's like a juxtaposition you know it's Mm -hmm. all leafy and green and full of plants like a forest would be but you're still standing in a brightly lit white light lab scenario it's just so unsettling Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah and then the next unsettling thing to happen is uh their dad starts wearing a baseball cap all of the time oh god oh no (laughs) and he's not eating anything and so margaret then discovers him one one day eating plant food over the sink just hunched over the sink going at it eating plant food shoveling dirt in his mouth he's eating it dirt he's eating it the way that i eat popcorn which is gigantic handfuls that that i that i like devour from the palm of my hand like a hungry horse (laughs) (laughs) that's how bad he wants it yeah he's got to get that dirt yeah and then then the next part this is where diane fills in the kids uh with what happened with their dad so maybe they start to realize something's kind of weird Uh, She tells them that her dad told her Dr. Brewer was fired because his experiments got out of control and he wouldn't stop them. He actually Mm -hmm. even mentions that it's possible someone got hurt in his lab. She can't confirm that, of course. It's just what she's heard. But he definitely was let go because uh, he did not want to stop his experiments, which were kind of weird. And now they're in the the basement. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, whatever happened at his job, the kids don't know. They obviously weren't filled in. But whatever happened, it was a big enough deal that there's gossip going around town. If if not yeah. truth, then gossip going around. And town her dad does not work. Fire. Diane's dad does not work at the at the same lab. He works somewhere else, and someone yeah. came in and talked to him about it. Lab yeah, gossip. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear that crazy scientist over at Polytech? I thought I heard he was trying to grow a a a tree made of gophers. I don't know. Something weird. That's a, yeah, okay. It's always strange. Uh this is also when uh uh Dr. Brewer's hat comes into play again because Casey knocks the hat off with a frisbee and they realize that his hair is gone. He's entirely bald, except that his hair has been replaced with green sprouts coming out of his head which is super gross but leads to my favorite quote from the whole book just a side effect mm. <laughs> just a side effect i think i'm gonna I have think... to pick a favorite quote from every book yeah because there's always one that's just so good and it might just... always be an adult trying to like brush something off <laughs> that shouldn't dismiss. be brushed away yeah stop seeing things okay it's just a side effect <laughs> Uh, but the dad actually sits them down and explains he's trying to splice plants with animals. No big deal. Uh, he's yeah. using the glass booths to do this. Um, and Margaret, I, I really liked this part because Margaret was really grossed out and concerned. And she has a lot of good questions that she knows she should ask, but has been kind of nervous about it. But she really starts to like feel this uh, like unsettled, ominous, gross feeling. And I think that's described really well for her character. Yeah, but I just, I want to backtrack a, a tiny bit. I really liked this where their dad took them and he was like, listen, okay, I, I get it. You're freaked out. I've got leaves on my head. And he like, they go and they sit outside in like the shade of like a hedge. And he's like, okay, let me tell you what's going on. And he actually gives them the information. Like he doesn't dismiss them again, which tends to be a trope in a lot of Goosebumps books. 
uh, but he like sits him down and he's like, look, I'm doing this and this, and it has to do with DNA splicing and I'm trying to do this. And, you know, it's really delicate work and I'm sorry that I've been so busy. And I don't know, I just really approved of that. Like, I, I don't I, think it necessarily comes from a place of wanting to calm them down. I think he's super stoked about what he's doing and he wants, hmm. he's like, wants them to be impressed because he's like impressed and excited. That could also be that, but it's not spoiler alert. It's not real dad. It's I was just going to ask, well, when does, well, when did the switch happen? I don't think it's happened. Well, it could have. I don't know. I, I thought about this a lot while I was reading it. And then afterward, I don't think we really, we never figured specific, it out. We only know that it happens after his hand injury at some point. Yeah. But it's the same day that she sees him take off his bandage and his blood is green. I assumed it was almost always the plant dad. Like from the start? I think if I have to guess, I would say as soon as at least, and if not earlier than this, well, actually, no, definitely not. I don't know. But (laughs) I go with as soon as they start seeing him wear the hat. Mm. I think that's the general which one's the real dad in this book the hat hat dad is not the real dad that's what i go with because the dad at the end explains what he's doing very differently than what this dad explains he's doing Mm -hmm. well this one well let's just talk about what he says he's trying to do he says he's trying to splice plants with animal genes which is not what dad at the end says he was trying to do he said he was trying to make beefy plants Right. But he accidentally cut himself and got blood into the plant. And that was not his intention. That was just what happened accidentally. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. That's, I think that's, that's an excellent And then he point. got a little carried away with it. Uh, of course, he kept doing it. But then mm-hmm. I, I don't think that lasted very long before he had plant dad and plant dad took, took over. That was yeah. what I was saying. I could be wrong. I could absolutely be no, wrong. No, I, I think, I like yeah. that theory because... And the tricky thing, especially in the book version of this, is that Plant Dad does have a lot in, I mean, besides his appearance, which is obviously spot on perfect, besides the hair, uh, which is also the same, it turns out. But um, he has a lot of the same personality as real dad as well. But some is different because Margaret some from is the beginning different. of the book says that he's acting different. He doesn't call me the nicknames. He doesn't yeah, doesn't call me princess. But I think different. I think to a certain extent, to to a certain extent, I think real dad did and we see evidence that he threw himself perhaps into his experiments too much. We yeah, can also he, say he really did have flaws and like was being a bad dad. But then yeah. Plant Dad came and took it to a whole new stratosphere. Yeah. Well, you could argue since in that first chapter, that's when we get the first warning not to go in the basement. We see, you know, potentially real dad with the bloodied hand and the blood mm-hmm. is red. And mm-hmm. then, you know, uh, it is in that chapter that Margaret mentions, like, we well, doesn't even call me princess anymore. Right. It could simply, I don't know why I gasped. Then. But um, he doesn't call me princess. But um, It's very shocking. It's very shocking. But it could simply be. And as a child, this is hard to understand as, you know, Renus was an adult, could really just be, hey, the dad was recently fired. He's mm-hmm. mad. He's upset. He's distracted. Uh, that's a big life change. And he's trying mm-hmm. to do this thing because, you know, this. So he's going to be distracted. He's going to not really be focused on his kids right now. He's going to be, like we said, a bit of a bad dad. Um, yeah. 
and that could that could be it. That simply could be it. Um, and then when we start to see the plant food and the leaves and the green blood, then it's oh, yeah. plant That's dad. not real dad. That's plant dad. For oh, sure. yeah, because he's already been eating plant food. So by the time he sits them down, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, has yeah, to yeah. be plant dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'll be interested it's... to see what other people think when they listen to this. Yeah. yeah. You could really <laughs> make an argument. That's true, because he was eating the plant food like the day before. So that's mm-hmm. another solid thing that well, led me into not in plant. not in the first chapter in the first chapter it was it was just oh uh, no 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 i yeah. mean from where he sat them down sorry yes yeah, yeah. okay yeah everything after that because we don't know how long it was before dad had to take mom to the airport to go see her sister and between that and the first chapter because it was first right. chapter set up blood red hand stay out of the basement and then chapter two we have no idea how much time passed I know, I know what also led me to think this of when the switch was, because when they're in the basement and Casey gets grabbed and then they come upstairs, uh, dad is not mad at them. He's disappointed. And he's Mm. just kind of like, wow, you guys, I asked you not to do that. Every point after that, he's angry. Yeah. And that's why I thought it was possibly a different dad as well. Because real dad, you know, might be upset, but he's not crazy. And then it switches to, then he gets cruel. Well, mm-hmm. that's the thing, though. If you go back to chapter one, the end of chapter one is him screaming at his kids, stay out of the basement! Don't you ever come down here! You know, yeah, and you he's could, yelling. You, you could justify that as him being afraid for their safety. I yeah. guess, but if he, if he cut his hand there, and that's yeah. the catalyst that made Plant Dad, then why is he afraid of them coming downstairs if there's nothing to be afraid of yet? There is. He he has dangerous plants down there. He has like, it's his job too. I mean, I guess, but it's just kind of counter argument to what Stacey just said about like he's not mean until he's plant dad, but he's he's literally screaming at them. It says I think they, if a parent screams at their kid to protect them from doing something dangerous, that is not mean. It is alarming, perhaps. Okay, it's I, I can not agree. Necessarily mean. Yeah, I can agree with that. I just did want to put the the. the the note up that he does yes he does yell at them he does yell at them that first time and then he's disappointed the second time and then after Mm -hmm. that he seems to be meaner about it yeah okay um either way um no matter when the switch actually happens i do like um i like that in the book it feels very ambiguous the whole time you're reading it even knowing that Mm -hmm. there's a switch while reading the book i'm like well i know that I'm pretty sure at this point it's a copy of the dad, but he's a pretty, he's a fairly good copy. The things that he's doing differently are keeping his own children from realizing that it's not really their dad. Yeah, it's so, I, I love the undercurrent of horror that this book has about, mm-hmm. like, the, the, just the, the, horror trope of pod people of Mm -hmm. like the people you love being replaced by copies like oh it's so it's very much a pod person story like will you know when your loved one is replaced Mm -hmm. oh so the next morning margaret finds soil and worms in her dad's bed (laughs) that's a weird weird thing to (laughs) be into it's pretty weird weird. it's weird but you could also argue that maybe he's just now using his bed as a another 
a place to raise worms. Yeah, that's where he's, yeah, please come up with a rational explanation for that. That's where he raises his worms. They need to be comfortable and warm, and Dad just sleeps on the floor. He snuggles them. He's a hardcore botanist to the core. Yeah. (laughs) That same day, the dad tries to feed them lunch for the first time. He hasn't made lunch or dinner or paid much attention to them, but he offers Mm -hmm. them lunch. And it is green pulpy stuff. It's mashed potatoes. It's, yeah, it's, they called it like mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes. It was yeah. not spoiler. It was not mashed potatoes. It just oh wait, like mashed did potatoes. you talk about the 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 green blood after he they saw his hair? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We did. Okay. Briefly, but yeah, because yeah. we tied it into which which dad. Oh yep, yep, yep. Witch dad. Not witch dad, plant dad. Although a witch dad would be fun. Ooh, witch dad. I love a witch dad. This is the same day that Mr. Martinez shows up, which saves them from having to eat the green pulpy stuff. They dump it down the in the garbage when Mr. Martinez shows up, who is their dad's ex-head of department at, at Polytech. And he shows up and says, Hey, I wanted to check on you, what you're working on. I supported your work. You know, I didn't want to fire you. It was a board decision. So I'm here just to see what you're doing. So dad takes him into the basement to show him what he's doing. Um, And then I have here that the kids go back into the basement again. I don't know which day this is. They just go down all the time. They, this is for a book titled don't do the thing. (laughs) They do the thing almost every other chapter. They do the thing a lot. They go yeah. do the thing. They go down. So yeah, the basement, you say, okay, well, I'm going to go down. I, I'm going to go down a lot more than I ever did before. Because what, in five... So the argument is in like four to five weeks. So dad's been growing this stuff. And they've never been down the basement once in those four to five weeks. Because they didn't know those plants were down there. Suddenly, now they're going down the basement over almost every hour. It's like their dad should have just said, yeah, come down the basement whenever you want. And they would have been like, well whatever i'm gonna go play frisbee again and none of this would have happened yeah that's fair this is an argument for reverse psychology (laughs) on children Uh, so they go down another day uh there's more plants they're thicker and they find mr martinez's jacket like pushed underneath one of the tables down there he got hot so he took it off and threw it on the floor (laughs) Which is what you do, I guess. Yeah. So they panic about yeah. Mr. Martinez never having left. But Dad explains Mr. Martinez took it off because it was hot and he just yeah. forgot it. He's going to take it to him later. I do nice want to say, again, I think the plant dad is doing a pretty good job because when he said that, I said, well, that is a pretty good excuse for why someone would leave their jacket. It's a hot, muggy, swampy basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just Casey forgot. already did it, so... Yeah, yeah exactly. They can't say nothing. Casey did it. <laughs> okay, so the next day, finally, mom is coming home. Her sister must be must be better now. Um, so of course, <laughs> the dad goes to pick up the mom. Well, she's either better or she's not. Oh, Aww. yeah. I think she's better. I think she's yeah. better too. It's a kids' book. Nothing bad happens. She's better. <laughs> yeah. Lots of bad things happen. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> the bad things that's the point. <laughs> Um, so dad goes to pick up mom at the airport because she's coming home Tucson. Uh, so of course, you know, the kids again return to the basement because why not? Uh, they find more of Mr. Martinez's clothes down there. And then they start to hear thudding from a nearby, uh, I cabinet, but I want, I think it's actually a closet. Yeah. Cause it ends up being really big. 
they have to break open this closet because it's boarded up and locked. And inside they find plants with human features. They're oh, that's so good. Arms, legs, uh, even faces that kind of would be like a green tomato, except it's a face. This was um, my favorite little <laughs> so section good. of the book. So, it's yeah. so good. good. Oh, so horrifying. So disturbing to imagine. Truly. Oh, wait. So wait, you didn't finish. They, um... They found Master Martinez's jacket, but they also found his pants and his shoes. Well, they didn't find his pants and shoes until this point. But, like, <laughs> yeah. Also, inside the closet, they find the actual Mr. Martinez and mm-hmm. a second dad tied up. Dad number two. A second dad. <laughs> and this d- second dad, once they... um take the tape off his mouth, claims that he is the real dad, and other dad is the plant dad. Uh, and so they untie him. Well, Margaret wants to untie him right away. Yeah, and Casey not. actually uses some, is a little bit more suspicious of the situation, which is good. It's good, it's good that he's a little on edge, you know? That's mm. reasonable. Yeah. Um, and Margaret ultimately ends up deciding to untie him. Yes, uh, and then Dad immediately goes and gets an axe, so everyone is terrified. <laughs> yep, like, oh no, what have we done? Ugh. And in the meantime, Dad number one and Mom return home, and Mom does Dad, Alpha Mom, Dad. <laughs> Mom stresses me out a little bit through through this. Oh part. yeah, she just absolutely. kind of stands there freaking out. But I guess she's I mean, super confused. To be but fair, went- she she just drove home with her husband, and then she found her husband in the basement. And her husband is standing next to her. And her kids want to chop her husband in half. That, I'd be freaking out too. That's fair. It's fair to freak out. It's fair to be confused in that situation. But all she does is scream no. <laughs> I want to the kids. That's what makes me so mad at one point. She just yells, kids, what have you done? And it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> kids, you clearly have a botany history. What have you done, my children? My husband, my innocent husband. Who would not do this? How could you do this to him? Ugh. So it is a tale of two dads, and we have to figure out which dad <laughs> is the real dad. I love it. Uh, so Margaret devises a genius plan. Uh, she takes a knife and and cuts the new dad, closet dad, uh, mm-hmm. and he bleeds real blood. So she knows he is real dad. So she gives him the axe. Oh, because she took the axe at one point. I don't know, because she's a superhero now. She just has an axe suddenly. There was a great moment where it's like a sort of like a Mexican standoff scene in a movie where she has the axe and she's looking at both dads and she has no idea which one she's about to murder, I guess. Yeah, she just grabs an axe and clearly she's got murder on her mind. But then she decides to do a little experiment. Yeah. And she figures out which one's the real dad. (sighs) Oh. And she gives real dad the axe, and then he takes the axe to plant dad, and and just, like, chops him straight down the middle. I know this was the second time we read this in the past few years. Mm -hmm. I still was not expecting. (laughs) Oh, no, I was absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was very, I was talking about before we started recording about this scene, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it was fabulous. Yeah. Wonderful. Can we he just splits we... him in twain and there's nothing inside except plant stock. Can we just read I just want to read the, the couple sentences. So it's just so good, guys. Uh 
So he chopped, he, he sliced the real dad, real dad, sliced fake dad in half, or sl- sliced him in two, I guess, at the waist? Uh, sure. And he said, a thick green liquid oozed from the wound. And as the man fell, his mouth locking open in disbelief and horror, Margaret could see that his body was actually a stem. He had no bones, no human organs. That sentence, Margaret could see that his body was actually a stem, fills me with such existential horror. Like, <laughs> oh, like, it's so, it's like riveting and yep. awful, but amazing. Yep. Ooh. So he's cut in half now. Yeah, he yeah. is. So and that's that. This is the point where Dad explains that he had been making a super plan. He accidentally cut his hand, uh, got blood in the experiment, making crossbreeds, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Uh, but then he he gets rid of all of the plants. Well, except some. There's some that he wants to go plant in the backyard because they're quote unquote regular plants. Yeah. Uh, but all of the weird ones he gets rid of because he actually feels kind of bad. Because mm-hmm. these plants were obviously hurting, either emotionally suffering. or physically. Yeah, they yeah. were they were suffering in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but Margaret encounters a tiny flower that speaks to her in the backyard and says, "No, I, I, I'm for Margaret," or something like that. Yeah, um, and that is how the book ends. Questioning yep. whether these tiny flowers in the backyard are sentient or not. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Also. Just a little note, Mr. Martinez gets out okay. He's fine. Oh, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's fine, him. everybody. And he doesn't seem to really be holding a grudge against Dad about no, this whole situation. No, because doesn't he try to get his job back? Because he's yeah. super impressed. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> this was awesome. You really doing... took me hostage. I am I think you're great. Like, Can you like, you want to go back and work for me, man? Yeah, you're really good at science, obviously. <laughs> oh, because he so... thought it would be safer if he did it in the lab or something like that. Well, yeah, and that's probably true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where we could keep an eye on you, sir. Yeah, exactly. I have no close surveillance. Yeah, I'm just saying when you come to work, though, you will have to go through a metal detector. Uh, so now that we've discussed the story, uh, I wanted to touch on Michaela's favorite segment, mm. fashion report. Well, I have some bad news, guys. Oh, no. There's no fashion report for this book. I'm so sorry. There's... There were no weirdly specific descriptions of what the children were wearing. Um, There is one uh, part where Mr. Martinez's outfit was described, but it's just a suit. There's Mm -hmm. nothing 90s about that. Um, So I'm I'm very sad to say this book did not lend any fashion report. I'm so sorry. That's so unusual. That's like a massive outlier in the Goosebumps series to not have clothing descriptions. Maybe somebody else ghost wrote this. (laughs) A a bonus, which could maybe be a spinoff segment, is um, something that is in a lot of the books as well, is I I truly believe that R.L. Stein, a man who was, I think, at least his 40s when he was writing these in the 90s, (laughs) um, the names he picks are not from the 90s. The <laughs> names he picks for children, which Margaret and Casey are okay. No. I'll give them that. It's but, 1992, and this is my daughter, Brunhilda, and my son, Gargamel. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the 90s, so we can assume that these, and these kids are, you know, around between 11 and 12. Um we can assume that their parents are probably late 30s, maybe 40s. 
and their aunt's name is Eleanor. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That is not a, that is that is that is what R.L. Stein's aunt's name is. <laughs> R.L. Stein, who is probably what thirty or forty when he wrote 60, this, 70 when what? he wrote these. <laughs> He's still alive now. I know. I know. Ago. I'm just kidding. But that is something that I like about the books is sometimes <laughs> the names. It's it's especially egregious when there is a eight year old named. Uh, uh, I can't think of an old name now. Um, <laughs> Balthazar. <laughs> you guys are going the wrong way with these names. <laughs> no, we're going the right way. <laughs> I do love the name Eleanor, though, but it is a very, very old person name. Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. more on that another time. <laughs> okay, so that takes us on to the episode. Uh, or episodes, there was two of this one as well, uh, which uh, again with this one, there were quite a few changes, but they were changes in that we're shifting from a book to a television episode. So some mm-hmm. things were uh, sped up, like the time frame was slightly different and, and some small changes to make it appear better on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only have one major note from this because again, I'm not super into the episodes, I think like you guys are. I love the episode. Is- is that show dad is much more threatening and book dad was just more absent. Yes. And show dad was terrifying. Like I'm going to murder you yeah. type of terrifying. Yeah. He was yeah. really scary. And mm-hmm. that is something I noticed. And I, I appreciate at the same exact level between the book and the TV show, but in the book, plant dad is a much better copy of their dad. And I get maybe he just comes off that way because he's not present very often. But TV show dad is like, okay, if these kids don't know this, their dad is a pod person, I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> because the scariest scene in the TV show, and I can't remember which episode it is in, but Margaret is on the phone with her mother, and she's just beginning to say <laughs> oh, yes. that something is wrong with dad. And he grabs the phone from her, holds it up, and s- while staring intense daggers into margaret's eyes and i know that he is staring into the actual actress's eyes because you can see his pupils shifting back and forth oh like yeah he's yeah. staring at both of her eyeballs mm-hmm. and he i can't remember what he says but he says yes everything is fine i everything... should spend more time with the children you're right dear <laughs> okay bye bye yeah it's <laughs> yeah. so scary that's so exactly scary. one of the scenes I was thinking of. That's it was intense. <laughs> yes, very intense. Mm-hmm. That and oh, I lied. I had one more note, and it was that uh, Margaret was insanely fashionable. Oh my gosh, she was so. Yeah. Oh my god, everybody, stop what you're doing right now while you're listening <laughs> to this podcast and look up screen caps from this episode because. Margaret could be wearing all of these outfits right now in 2020, and she mm-hmm. would be a very fashionable young child. Yeah, she'd be rocking it. Right. Yeah, she her outfits were so cool. Yeah, her pants were very big. That was probably the the 190s thing that hasn't quite come back in the same way. Yeah. She has jeans on, and they're kind of big, but jeans. <laughs> not not big in that they're wide legs. I no, just mean like mom jeans, and you, those are super yeah. popular here. I could wear every single one of her outfits into my office and no one would notice her tops are so cool she has Mm -hmm. on this like matching uh sweater shirt thing at one point that is like 
I think it's blue and yellow or it's black and yellow. And it's like this graphic design of stripes that almost look like a letterman jacket or something but it's wow. not i don't know it's so yes. cool she is so cool i love her she's awesome <laughs> fashion icon she's yeah awesome. the actress even did a great job i really liked her yeah, oh, yeah. i did too it's amazing and i don't know if i said this last time but and maybe allison will agree with me does she look like a baby stacy a little bit she does look like a baby stacy <laughs> she looks like a baby stacy but with know. like Wavy hair. Yes. Wavy hair. Yeah. If Stacy, no, you have like, because I straightened it. You have like natural hair. Yeah, I've seen your wavy hair. You've got like, like thin, billowy, like corn silk hair. She. This is (laughs) what. This is this is you if you had Hermione hair. No, 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 no. They're exaggerating a little bit. Oh, like a mix of Stacy and Hermione would make this creature. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you're a 90s fashion icon. Take you are. the compliment. Yeah, take it take it and run. Okay, so are there any other points from the episode that you guys wanted to touch on? Um, just how much I loved the dad's performance. Oh, he did so good. It was, it was totally different from the book, but I think that was like a conscious choice. He mm-hmm. like he knew he was in a B-movie TV show, and that's yeah. what he was going with. The adults um, on the Goosebumps episodes are always just, well, usually, they're usually just like, hey, you know what? I know why I'm here, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna just go crazy. Yeah. Um, B- B-movie kids horror out TV show? I'm about to go nuts. And we already did sort of discuss this, but the basement looks a lot different on the TV show than yeah. it is described in the book, which is okay i honestly i think they made the right choice because Mm -hmm. it looked really cool it it had all this green lighting and fog and it looked really tight and cramped um Mm -hmm. it was cool all right guys that wraps it up for our discussion now we move on to rating allison what do you rate stay out of the basement uh dang it i didn't want to go first Uh, (laughs) Well, when we did this the first time around, I gave it two plant thumbs up. But this time, I'm going to give it... <laughs> I'm going to give it eight fake plant dads uh, out of ten. That's pretty good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I love the book. Love the episode. I am going to give it eight out of ten handsy <gasps> tendrils. Oh. Very nice. I am going to give this book... I'm going to give it four... Point seven five out of five moaning wait <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna say tendrils but uh-huh. Stacy said tendrils I yeah. did pansy um, ones pansy pansy mansy lancy dancy Michaela what is your rating my rating is four point seven five out of five green mashed potatoes nice solid or yeah mushy i guess <laughs> yes <laughs> excellent good ones <laughs> so we ask all of you to hit us up on social media and tell us what your rating for stay out of the basement is you can find us at goosebumps pod on twitter instagram and facebook and next time we will be exploring allison's favorite goosebumps book (laughs) monster blood i'm leaving town (laughs) can't wait thank you so much for listening 
uh, we will see you next time. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye. Bye.